Maddie and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Legalising cannabis. What are your thoughts? A Green Senator David Shoebridge and the Greens, they have got a plan from the Australian Green Spokesman for Justice, Senator David Shoebridge, joins us this morning. Morning, David. Hey, David. Yeah, morning, morning. Is that in excess theme, the, the, the theme for legalising cannabis? <laughs> yeah, what you need. What you, what you need. Uh, what you need. Right. <laughs> now, what's your model based on, David? Well, we've looked around the world and um, we've looked and seen how Canada has legalised cannabis federally. We've looked how different states have done in the United States. Thailand and other countries. And so our model is based on using the, the federal Commonwealth's power. Um, legally, the, 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 the power is to, to regulate patents and um, plant species and use that legalised cannabis across the country. Um, only really allow it to be sold in cannabis cafes. You can't sell it at pubs or, or clubs or the like. Uh, ensure, of course, it can't be um, accessed by minors. And then to put a really modest tax on it, about a 15% sales tax in addition to GST. So once we do that, we, we get rid of a lot of the current harm that happens with the illegal market. We get the police and the courts out of people's lives. We recognise that laws that say almost half of adult Australians who have tried cannabis are criminals, that those laws don't really have much social licence. And and this is what we released yesterday, in the first uh, decade of its operations, we can bring in $28 billion of public revenue. And, and with $28 billion, you can do a whole lot of social good, like, for example, um, build enough public houses to give 250,000 people homes. So it's kind of win-win. We, we get the police out of people's lives. We, we, we get rid of laws that criminalise a plant and criminalise almost half of adults. And we have this huge amount of public revenue that we can do a whole lot of good with. How much focus, David, do you put on sort of education around using <clears throat> cannabis? Because I think if you put another drug next to alcohol, tobacco, the ones that are considered legal and okay for everyone, and you say this is now okay, it needs to be... Come- it needs to come with education, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. And that's one of the advantages of taking it out of the black illegal market where the current regulators, if you can call them that, uh, organised crime and b- bikey gangs, and they, they don't really care about strength, they don't really care about health, they don't care about labelling, they don't care about information. We take it out of the hands of those so-called regulators and we give it a public health regulation. So you have clear labelling on what the product is. You, you know where it's being grown. You know it's not being grown in noxious chemicals. You, you know what the strength is. Uh, we can regulate the strength. I mean, it's a, it, it allows for a public health framework to be, to be put over it. But of course, you know, all of the evidence says that cannabis is a substantially less harmful drug than alcohol or tobacco, not without its harms, and I'm not pretending otherwise, but people are already accessing it. Um, they're accessing it in an illegal market without any of those protections. David, with the model that you've got in place, do you then are you going to present it to Parliament and then hope it gets passed? What's the next move? Yeah, so we are just about finalised our, um, our our initial draft version of the bill. We're going to take that out through a consultation run through my office in the in the federal Senate, um, engage closely with with stakeholders and with the broader public. And then when after that phase, when we're happy with the shape of the bill and where we take into account experience around the world, you know, which is moving to legalised cannabis, then we're going to present it to Parliament, hopefully in the middle of this year. And once we take it to Parliament, uh, my current intention is to work with colleagues across the Senate and, and have a, a, a national uh, a national inquiry into it. We go around and we talk to people in their in their you know in their communities. We get their takes and we we 
hopefully come out with that with a consensus bill and bring it to a vote at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. David, I'm not sure of the facts on this, but I'm 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 sort of led to believe that cannabis stays in your system a hell of a lot longer than something like alcohol. And how do they then look after people uh, going to work and driving on vehicles, you know, days later when there's still cannabis in their system? Well, of course, tiny trace elements of cannabis in your system have no impact at all um, on any of your cognitive functions. And and I think this is one of the one of the kind of the myths that has built up largely through very aggressive policing of cannabis that you have a, a joint on 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 Saturday night or you take a gummy bear on Sunday night with some mates and then um, you're three days later you're pulled over by the police at a drug driving test and you're found to have a tiny trace element of cannabis in your system now that has no impact at all on any of your driving functions no impact at all on any of your work functions um, yet people are losing their jobs they're losing their license and and, and what that has actually meant is if, if you know a lot of anecdotal evidence suggests this that people are moving away from cannabis which is you know a much less harmful drug to drugs that wash through their system absolutely within 24 hours and have no trace and that can be methamphetamines and the like now that's a very dangerous process so i i think we obviously need an impairment test because i'm 100 percent of the view that you should not be impaired by any drug if you're driving or you're at work but what we need is an impairment test and the current test that just shows for a tiny tiny trace element of cannabis is is not really helping us deal with these problems well david we we will follow this story. We've got news coming up. Thanks for joining us this morning. Send us to David Shoebridge, Australian Green Spokesman for Justice. Thanks for joining us this morning talking about legalising cannabis, David. Thanks, David. Yeah, Cheers, mate. Good speaking. Bye. Thank you. And don't forget, too, like if there's anything that has affected you, the number for Lifeline is 13 11 14. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.